oceans. Two oceans will begin. white man's meadow next to your heart. I tried to cut it out, but it's too deep inside. A knife would cut your heart instead and release the spirit from within. Stupid fucking white man. Welcome to the Two Oceans Podcast, where myself, Sue Fire, along with my friend and esteemed colleague Scrumpy, discuss film and other media through a decades-long lens of mass media consumption. In this episode, we'll be having our first look at Native Americans in media, from early representation in film through the decades to today, to the recently released Prey and Reservation Dogs. This is the first Two Oceans Podcast. And so get in the canoe and let us push you out to sea as we begin episode one. So which gave you the idea of the uh, Native Americans in film? Was that was that Prey or was that Sashin Littlefeather's Apology or a combination of those? Well, you know, it's been something that's come up more recently. And uh, Prey was probably the, the biggest thing. And then also the uh, second season of Reservation Dogs kicking in. Oh, I'm waiting till the end of uh, Reservation Dogs season two because I, I, I can't cope with going episode to episode. Gotcha. Although the way they're presenting it, you can like, all right, it, it's, it's the, the, well, anyway, we'll get into those details, but you, you, you can approach it as a, as a weekly event with this season. Last season, I don't think you could as well, or it made more sense to do it as, as, as a binge, but um, no, between those and then you pointing something out in, in your post about like, oh yeah, Mike's got native in him. Totally forgetting that, of course. Uh, so my apologies. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, you know, you, you talk about Reservation Dogs. Um, one of my all-time favorite Native American actors is Gary Farmer. Oh, yes. He played a, I mean, the first time I'd seen him, I think, was Jim Jarmusch's Dead Man. Mm-hmm. And I thought, God, this guy looks like my dad. <laughs> he just is totally, image. that's, okay, <laughs> that puts it together. Yeah. Uh, and then he's been great in everything. I mean, he, he's been in, uh, what was the last series that Taika Waititi did? The Pirates. Um, oh, he, Our Flag Means Death. Our Flag Means Death. And there was a great episode where he's a, a chief, a Polynesian chief. That's right. He's a Polynesian <laughs> chief. Why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? Just playing other indigenous peoples. I guess it's like, you know, Andy Garcia being both, playing both uh, Latino and uh, uh, Italian uh, would you know that that's a funny thing? So before we decided to, to do this episode, I sort of thought back and like in the seventies, my sister would take me to the cinema all the time. And I remember going to see uh, like Windwalker, Little Big Man, things mm-hmm. like this. And at that time, they used to cast native people um, in the roles. And if you think about, like, when I was a kid, 
uh, probably the only person that I remember <clears throat> seeing regularly was uh, on the old uh, Lone Ranger TV series. And Tonto was played by Jay Silverheels, who was who's an indigenous, di- indigenous he was actually uh, native. person. Huh. He was. He was. I mean, his name. He's, he's, he's got one of those names, doesn't he? Yeah. Jay Silverheels. Right. Um, and, <laughs> and, so. and what, what, I mean, and that sort of surprised me because so so through the latter half of the, the 60s and 70s, that just became a thing. It's like, like it wasn't a big deal. You know, you, you for Native American parts, you had Native Americans. You might have some white savior stuff going on. Oh, oh my God. But, <laughs> but the native parts were played by natives. And then I think when we started to getting into the like 80s and 90s, you know, you had this whole thing of different white people coming in and playing Native Americans. I think the, you know, Johnny Depp, I think the the, the Naughties playing uh, Tonto mm-hmm. as well. Um, and there was another one with Val Kilmer in yeah, the uh, uh, Thunderheart. Thunderheart. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always, you know, well, I've got a, a, a certain amount of Native American in me, and that's what the role is. But right. it's kind of a weird thing. You kind of assume we're kind of going back <laughs> yeah, it, to, to, to what existed before. Well, in a way, too, though, I think, you know, because a lot of those things you mentioned, whether it was you know, part of the overall 60s revival uh, or awakening, if you will, for representation, right? Um, but the roles were still usually not leads. They were still usually yeah. the token yeah. ethnic sidekick, inspiration, you know, things like that. I think back to, uh, oh, like uh, Eastwood always is the same indigenous actor or actors right. when he needed, you know, somebody in the Old West to run across an Indian. Um, but they always, <laughs> you know, they played him much more respectfully. They were much more, you know, they weren't just one dimensional, but they were still in that same, you know, they had an expanded role or, <laughs> or, or image. Uh, so it was better. So maybe that, yeah, but yeah, it seems like, okay, that'd be the next step then would be, all right, we're going to have uh, folks in leads. But, you know, it's the same thing that, um, oh, forget the actor's name. What's his but Short round. Uh, the thing he was talking about why he left acting was he was looking around and, you know, as part from the, you know, being the, the nerdy kid who, oh, surprise, he's Asian. You know, there were no lead roles. Everything was the same. Everything was another rehash of that. And, you know, it wasn't until, what, crazy rich Asians that really that busted through. And so now it's, it seems like each group's kind of like finally. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. So now we have that, right? And so it's, that's like another, you know, but the, you, you can name them on one hand, right? These, these films for, right. for, and you know, pick your demographic, right? Or pick your ethnicity or, or, you know, um, it's like, okay, here's your movies. It's your turn to shine, you know? And they're like, okay, we're going to run with it. You know, they get trying to get to the point of where it should matter, you know? And I think that's like to again, throw this mix in even more, uh, like Jordan Peele's trying to do. He's like, look, I'm just trying to make horror movies. I'm just going to cast all black people. White people don't call me. I'm not going to cast you Uh, (laughs) because we've, you know, you've had your time. Let's just do it this way. And it's not like, oh, it's a black movie. Oh, not at all. But, you know, it's 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 a horror movie. Could be black, could be white, but you know, if it doesn't matter, then let me put black people in there so you can see black people on the screen. <laughs> and it seems to be though that each, you know, thing is you, you can get past the break, kind of past the okay, we have to tell. You know, this was in the sixties, seventies, right? The stories had to be mired in the narrative that white people, we, us white people, me white people, had established. Uh, it's like okay, here's here's where you get to tell your story, and now it's you, you fill that and say okay, it's more than that, and then you bust out from there, right? So like that's why I like Reservation Dogs, they're still playing with a lot of those trappings within yeah. that, but they're also like you know that's bullshit. You know, it's about so much more than this, but 
but this is also a reality. Let's define that better, you know. So, I mean, Reservation Dogs has some precursors as well. Like, I don't, I don't know if you've ever seen a movie called uh, Smoke Signals, and that has a texture that that uh, reminds me a lot of Reservoir Dog, not uh, Reservation Dogs. Yes. Uh, yeah, I've heard, yeah, and that's what I've heard. I have not seen that one. I am familiar a bit with it. It's uh, it's funny. It's it's laugh at loud funny. Um, but it has the same, you know contemporary native americans that don't just sort of squint off into the distance and have (laughs) have some kind of old wisdom to to bring up um it's a funny thing though but if you think back to the 70s you also had you had so much representation i mean politically i think we're almost veering to the right of where we're at in the 70s (laughs) Not not across everything, but there was a certain direction to things, because you had your sort of black black exploitation films at that time. Um, people were hungry for a little bit more grit and realism mm-hmm. in their cinema, and then you had um, you know Bruce Lee and the kung fu movies coming over. So it it was such a fertile time, and then something happened, <laughs> and it stopped, and it started going the other way. Mm-hmm. I think we. I, I'm just going to blame Ronald Reagan. So well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because you know the actor has to come in and and ruin it for everybody, right? <laughs> Yeah, keep forgetting he was an actor. Yeah, wasn't a good one. <laughs> that's, that's at least to his so, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, actually, if you think about it, if you go back to the first Predator movie, you know, there there was a token Native American in that as well. He didn't say much. <laughs> he pretty much aligned to all the tropes. I about to say, stared well. off in the distance, had a totem. Yeah. Yeah. Took off his shirt, stood in the log, got killed. Yeah, pretty much because yeah. <laughs> he wasn't the main guy. <laughs> um, so yeah, we we we've come a long ways since that time. Well, and it's a nice though link for something like Prey because that was the genesis, right? Of it, they're like you know, right? Because since he seems to be aware or knowing, it's like okay, it's just the rather than the uh, like you said, the trope of the Native Americans being tied more to the earth, so something unnatural is going to. You know, they're like dogs, really, right. at that point, right? Yeah. <laughs> Loyal dogs. It's like, oh, okay. But, you know, then again, that movie's not, re- you're not really holding that up for any sort of uh, moral uh, uh, representations, you know. It's like, it's a band of mercy. They kill people for a living. Yeah. Right, and, uh, right. Uh, nobody's good. I mean, in, in that movie's lingered. Every Everybody sort of felt like there's potential to keep carrying on with that. We, I mean, yeah. in, we had, you know... Uh, I, th- I think it was that time when you had these really weird sequels. Like if you think about the um, Frank Miller RoboCop 2 oh, at the time. I try not to. No. <laughs> <laughs> but that's another discussion. Yeah. Oh, oh no. I, I, I think he was just trying to be far too clever for what he was. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, right now we've, we've got material from that time. Like uh, Sandman mm-hmm. is is actually being made and made properly, I think. But yeah, don't want to go off too much on that. But but in terms of Prey, I mean, even going to the extent of, of having the dubbed version in Apache mm-hmm. as well. Um, I mean, the whole thing was really good. I mean, I really do hope that Amber Mid-Thunder gets more roles because she carried a lot of that movie. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and, and one thing, just it's not a spoiler, but she does pop up in an episode of the season, Reservation Dogs. And she's hilarious, she? of course. <laughs> uh, uh, but the other thing is that something that she had to like push back against is the uh, 
you know, those incel idiots out there that won't listen to this, uh, fortunately, um, that uh, are saying, you know, that, that's trying to be, you know, be a woke movie, rewrite history, that sort of thing. Right. It's like, like it's not, it's kind of her whole point is that, and that's much more accurate, you know, it seems more legit. And, you know, her, her, her scream yeah, at the end is, you know, <laughs> like more than a scream for her. Right. Um, yeah. But it's a scream for anyone that would be in a position. It's not just women. Cause she's not saying all women have to be the movie's not making a point. Like all women need to be like this, but it's like, no, the avenues need to be open because look, and it's the oddly enough, you know, spoilers for in prey. It's the sexism of the predator. <laughs> That's his undoing. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. Cause there you know, go. they played with that in the first two predator movies where the, 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 it wouldn't kill the women. Cause they were like, you know, the breeders, I guess, or something, you know, they saw them at a very elemental level, I guess. So, yeah, I suppose so. I mean, it, it, it's it's as to whether or not they're a threat. I, I remember yeah. there, there, there are quite a few things I like about the second Predator. You know, um, it's not perfect. I think it goes over the top in a lot of ways, oh, like its vision of 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 the future, <laughs> you know. Um, but 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 there was some 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 I mean, Bill Paxman, I thought was really good in it. Um, there was the bit where the Predator comes across the, the woman is pregnant and doesn't, you know, it's 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 when you realize that that they've got some kind of honor because you didn't really see that in the first movie, not so much, not quite, yeah, no, but yeah, no, it in in prey they, I mean, she earns it. Oh yeah, right? she grows. It's not like they 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 say in the first five minutes of the movie, you know, she's this amazing warrior and she can do anything <laughs> kind of thing. Um, she she's trying to earn her stripes over the course of the movie, and you see it. Yeah, exactly, because she's she's you know wanting to not only prove herself, but be true to herself. It's like, no, this is what I want to do. I don't want to pick berries. I want to do this. And so that's all she's trying to do. And she's got to, you know, train that way to take on these you know, big animals that they got to fight. And, you know, everybody does, right? Kind of thing. But they're just not giving her any support. She has to do it all again. Of course, the whole female thing, they have to work twice as hard to get three quarters as much. Right. And, you know, before it was released, I remember seeing the first trailer and being completely sold on oh, it. Oh, yeah. I just thought, yeah, this 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 looks terrific, and I I, I think there's this. Um, it's not just among fanboys, but it, it, like I said, you get these incel types who sort of prejudge things. Um, yeah, and we're saying, and yeah, this is just going to be garbage based on you know a twenty second clip from a movie, and I think we're having the same thing now with the Lord of the Rings series, mm-hmm. which has come out, and I I haven't seen it yet. But at, at, again, I'm reserving judgment until I actually see it. But there are a lot of people that had already made decisions in terms of what they felt about it because of the ethnics um, <laughs> casting in, 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 in what is a fantasy movie in a world that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that happens again and again. Going back to Predator, though, if you go back to the first Predator, the guns didn't work against the monster. Not at all. In fact, he had to go back to bows and arrows and a great big log (laughs) to be able to defeat the predator in the end. So, you know, all these arguments that, oh, there's no way she could, she could do this Mm -hmm. is, is, you know, is, is pretty moot really. They, they they just, you know, I, I think there's just a stubbornness and not, not wanting to kind of open up their minds a little bit or admit that they were wrong. Yeah. Or that it has to only be one way that they've perceived it as. Because yeah, pointing it out, you know, it's like yeah, you, you don't don't you remember the first movie? They had to rethink everything. They had to redo it. Like, well, he was a professional soldier. I'm like, she was a native, you know, hunter. 
you know, in the <laughs> early parts of the, on this continent, you know, that those guys knew what they were doing. Like you know, they had, to, yeah. they, they kind of had yeah. to do a lot. They had to be like, you know, much more physically fit, much more, you know, better, you know, better shots, better at anticipation, you know, all this that just kind of gets yeah. lost. And it's like, uh, in that argument as well. Oh no, totally. Totally. You, you look at those soldiers, they go to the canteen to, to eat. Uh, and, and that was not the case in the, in the time period that prey was set. You know? <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's, a, I mean, and the, you know, the other side of it too, is that, you know, there's all the, uh, the trappers, right. And right. their, their arrogance is on, you know, relying on their traps and, you know, their weapons as well, but just, you know, they just don't have the technological edge, but they're very similar to, no. you know, like what the predator's doing. Well, I, I think the trappers had that confidence in numbers, mm-hmm. like, you know, we got big boomsticks and there's a lot of us, hmm. <laughs> you know, if there's any kind uh, of analogy so- for that in modern world. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I mean, in, in, in the trappers were characterized a lot like they were in um, the revenant. Yeah. I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I got a lot of that same vibe. Uh, as well what did you think of the to the revenant i really enjoyed it uh i did too uh, there was a lot about it i liked you know those kind of crazy survival tales and <laughs> mm. I, I mean my favorite out of i mean of course dicaprio's great in it i mean i'm not gonna detract but tom hardy's my favorite part of that just as because i but i like the the morally gray characters that can you know just are seeking to yeah. survive and can turn anything to their advantage they're much more interesting uh in terms right. of drama rather than being like oh this poor guy you know he lost his son and got left for dead when he shouldn't have. And, uh, but you know, even that's questionable in the movie. It's like, hey, would you, would you have stayed? Would you try to drag this guy around? You know, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, he gets, he takes on those roles with such joy. Like uh, he's, he really you know, eats it up. He, you know, he's really good. Yeah, exactly. He's good and everything. Yeah. But you know, that including that as part of the survival tale, I thought was important uh, uh, and very, very useful. Right. Because then it's kind of a, I mean, even though it veers a little more into revenge territory, you know, it does give him more to right. more to fight against. You know, when it's, uh, you know, I like movies like you know where they do have to fight not only against uh, nature uh, in its various, you know, whether that's weather or animals, uh, things like that, but then against the nature of man. Right? It's very, very much right. the the Herzog kind of thing. You know, it's what's more, what's more damning for us, what's more devastating, and which one will win in the end. You know, that's kind of, kind of explores there, you know, and of course he comes out on top. Well, on top, I guess Wait, he survives and gets his revenge. That, that movie had a lot of echoes back to movies in the seventies as well. Not, you can compare them side by side, but at the time having that sort of grit yeah, and, and, and real feeling that they're in the edge of dying, you know, just by being out in the wilderness. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I really, really enjoyed that. And there, there was a lot of that in Prey. And I think, I think the one criticism I would have uh, in regards to Prey was they did so many practical effects that the CG that was used for, for some of the minor things like the, you know, the, the, the chain of life bit with mm-hmm. the, the frog gets eaten by the snake it's caught by the hawk um i, I just thought I, I really could have done without that because that was probably the one moment that kind of took me out mm-hmm. of, of the, the the film sure. to a certain degree mm-hmm. um and I've, I've i've seen some of the making of and 
it was almost entirely practical, you know, yeah. the fight in the camp. It was, it, you know, there's a really big guy there yeah. in a big predator costume with a mechanical face. And uh, it was all happening. And and, and it, the movie really benefited from that. Oh, totally. I mean, you know, my opinion, and again, I think it's part of our whole thing, you know, we'll, we'll always, we're, we're of the mindset and the experience that practical effects will, Always went out over yeah. over CG over reliance over reliance on CG. I should say. You look at how things have stood up, and it's 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 not just because you know you and I are like from the time, but if you talk to people who are younger, like like my son Jack, he's you know he's eighteen right now, and the the effects that he's seen in like something like the thing outstrips anything else. Yeah, <laughs> you know because it's tangible, it's there. You're not saying that it's entirely convincing, but you know it's there, and then you know, the actor is not having to fake mm-hmm. that that there's this thing, <laughs> you know, there with him. Yeah, it's uh, and it's more that whole argument is like how it's used or how it's incorporated, right? Um, right. You know, because you can do that with CG very successfully, I think. But CG's also been you know much more useful in terms of you know budgetary saving. It's like, all right, we don't have to build a set that's you know. 1936 Brooklyn or something like that. We can just, we can have part of it and then we can just fill in the rest. It's like, okay, that's fine. But it's when you're relying on characters and, you know, again, (laughs) Star Wars prequels, (laughs) um, where everything that they, and they're they're just interacting with, everything's fake. And it's like, you're not, and, and, you know, I think, you know, that's my biggest thing about them is apart from the, the, that the writing is so awful and, uh, and forced. And I was about to veer off onto the, you know, in the Mandalorian, they use the volume. But on the topic of, of what we're talking about this week is uh, in, the, in the last series of uh, it was it Boba Fett, um, you had the Tuscan Raiders being a lot more sort of Native American, yeah, totally. tribal, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think they, they squandered that <laughs> um, without uh, spoiling too much there. I think I think it was a really good setup. I think Ink in, in, I was convinced of it. It was working for me, and it felt like uh, you know had the, the the carpet pulled out from under me um, further along in the series. I I mean, in, there's probably room to reverse that, but uh, I thought that was a that was a really strange choice. <laughs> I, I well, uh, two things on that. One, I, I like the choice they made. It kind of gave uh, it, it. It was uh, a nice reimagining. I thought of of that group of people. It's like, oh no, they got screwed over, and you know, by everything else that we did to this planet, and kind of thing, and right. where they get treated as equals, right? And uh, and the jaw was too. They're not throwaway caricatures anymore yeah yeah but the other thing is that it tied into you know basically book of boba fett is basically a man called horse right the richard harris uh, a, western there's, a, there's another one yeah yeah yep. uh again white savior and all that but the story is exactly i mean really that where he gets you know he gets say or rescued and raised and has to go through their trials and becomes right. one of them and then fights with them that whole thing you know of, uh, yeah it was definitely my favorite part of the series yeah oh yeah of that series did, did have you seen uh dead man oh yes um jim jarmusch oh yeah. yes yeah i mean that i i remember going it was uh, sort of summer's day and i had the day off and i went to the the cinema on my own i went to go see it 
and I, I was gobsmacked. I, I, I'd, I'd never seen anything quite like it. <laughs> it, it wasn't it, the Jim Jarmusch film that I was expecting, you know, uh, being accustomed to his, 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 usually people just sort of lounging on the sofa, very sort of slow <laughs> right. tempo, uh-huh. but it had that grit, right? Mm-hmm. You know, from the moment that he, he gets on the train at the beginning, you felt like he's getting more and more isolated. Yeah. And the, the choice of having it in black and white, I thought was was really good and even though um was it nobody i think in gary farmer was called um yeah he wasn't you're sort of he broke a lot of stereotypes in that role as well because he he was very sort of natural he had some of the wisdom right oh yeah but um it it, it wasn't like that wasn't all to his character. Right. He had a lot more as well. And he wasn't, yeah, he wasn't serving the, necessarily serving the main character. I mean, he was in a way, but more as like the, yeah. again, throw it back to Reservation Dogs, akin to the, uh, as much of a spirit guide as Crazy Hair is, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> to uh, to Buck <laughs> in that in that story. It's like, is he really, well, he is useful. Just, uh, he's doing his own thing and just happens to, you know, kind of uh, uh, line up or, or come up alongside the, the main character. I, I tell you, one of the f- big films in the 90s, if we're talking about sort of the Native American movies, um, <clears throat> so I, when, I, when I was in New York, there would be this deal, it was such a great deal, that, that you could sign up to go to the Lincoln Center to see movies before they came out. And Sometimes the directors came and some of the cast and some of the writers oh, wow. and creators and all this. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they, they do this every week. And, and uh, I, I, I saw Goodfellas there. <laughs> I saw Goodfellas. Wow. That was one of the best ones that I'd seen. Uh, Jacob's Ladder as well, um, which, which I enjoyed the movie, but the director actually, the way that he explained things, brought it down for me. <laughs> I would have And then they had Dances with Wolves uh, one oh. week. Um and I not seen any marketing for it. It hadn't been released yet. They gave a sort of quick sort of synopsis of what it was about. And I thought, oh, okay, this, this sounds really good. Mm-hmm. And it felt very much to me like um, a, a piece to sell Kevin Costner by Kevin Costner. Oh, totally. Um, it's... Uh, and, and but it was so loud. I mean, I, I couldn't believe that it was getting any attention at the Oscars. <laughs> I, I, I just thought, oh, really? <laughs> well, maybe it's for, uh, for real. Uh, you know, oddly enough, though, I'd say you know, if, if we were talking to anyone, it's probably like a, you know, a scholar of a native scholar of American cinema and history, you know, sort of thing. They, I would wonder if they would call that movie out as being a necessary step, in at least opening the discussion wider it's like yeah the focus is all a white guy but there's a whole bunch of indigenous <laughs> people in there got that whole thing right. out you know the, the, there's you know big movie big money big publicity you know a lot of attention on it and you know it's that it's that whole thing is there any such thing as bad publicity you know even if it comes at this cost <laughs> yeah, no, it's like I, it's still yeah. like hey dance of the woes hey we were there uh, <laughs> well, yeah. So, if, if someone does it bad enough, then 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 people are wary about repeating that mistake. Because as as Costner, off the back of that, then released Robin Hood, and you know, bear in mind, I'm in the UK. Everybody's just looking at you in the theater and shaking their heads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That 
that did not go down well over here. <laughs> but on, uh, back on uh, uh, Dances with the Wolves, two things. One is, okay, I thought it would have been a better ending if at the end, you know, at the very end, that last shot, or there, the big tracking shot pulling away, and uh, he's going off with the with his broad, and they're going off, you know, into the into the mountains, into the snow, you know, keeping their own version of this society going or whatever, right? I thought it would have been yeah. a lot better if, like, you just then smash cut to him getting shot off his horse in that shot where he goes and does the, you know, goes in front of the line of all the rifles, and it's that whole uh, incident at Owl Creek Bridge or something like that. All that story happens right. between when mm-hmm. he gets shot and when he actually dies. I thought yeah, there's a great. I thought that would have been movie. fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. But the other yeah. thing too is that Dances with Wolves. I don't know if you know this is a remake of a Sam Fuller oh, film called Run of the Arrow with. Uh, oh, um, okay. Oh, what's no? I'm totally spacing the guy's name. Uh, Rod Steiger, he's in that role. Right. But he is uh, the last Confederate soldier, and he has the last bullet, and then they get the thing, hey, the war's over. And so he saves that last bullet, but he's completely disillusioned with his uh, what happened with to his home, to his you know the yeah. cause he believed in. So he goes out west, and he becomes this like kind of little big man almost, you know, kind of character. And then when the Union Army comes out and is settling the West, then you know, twenty years later. 15, 20 years later, he's there and he's seen as this like bridge between. And so he ends up like, you know, they, they enlist him to help them, but he's like, but I don't want to help the union and I don't want to turn my back on these people that I now call my people. But they're like, you know, but the point of the story is it's like, no, they're, they're not your people, but you have a job to fill, you know, and they might, your role might not be as cut and dried, but the whole thing goes through this great bit where it's a, a lot of it is his going out there fresh and learning and then catching up to him years later. Uh, it's it's really good, actually. Uh, even though, again, you have Charles Bronson playing the Indian chief. Okay. Uh, he's great, <laughs> but it's like, oh, boy. Um, missed opportunity. Let's just call it that. Um, right. But Ralph right. Meeker's in it. And he's fantastic. Uh, he's the kind of Custer-esque uh, union. Uh, he plays that kind of crazy uh, just so well. And, and uh, it's, yeah. Uh, and also the run of the arrow thing is, uh, if you saw, uh, well, speaking of really strange native representation stuff, Apocalypto, uh, Mel Gibson doing oh, a movie right. all set in South America or yeah. Central America, South Central America, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that whole thing, that right? Stress, stressful movie that, uh, well, that, was, that uh, whole thing of shooting the, uh, letting him run and then. Yeah. yeah, that's what the run of the that's arrow I'm is. Thinking. Uh, that's the, the <laughs> right. they, they shoot the arrow, and if you can make it to where it lands before they kill you, you can you're free. But you're, you're in the middle of you know in that movie, you're in the middle of a desert and apocalypto. You know, in the middle of a jungle. Yeah, that's again that same weird like why is a white guy doing this movie? And it's really just like <laughs> Rambo, right? It's not right. It, it, you know, there's nothing. I mean, again, though. <laughs> Is it important? <laughs> like you said, is it so important? Like, hey, but look, native actors uh, doing native stuff, talking in native. And uh, <laughs> even though it's all, you know, white guys are pulling all the strings, it's kind of like, is right, that bad though? Right. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think we've come a long way, so it's uh, for sure. Uh, like when I was a kid, uh, th- there was no way that I would have any. And, you know, this is with a, like, Korean mother, uh, that I'd have any visibility of Korean cinema. And look at it now. It's, um, you know, people are tripping over themselves to get the rights. Yeah, winning Oscars, um, doing amazing things. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you see First Cow by any chance? I did. I saw that last. 
and that that had Gary Farmer brief briefly yep. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that, that was another movie that felt like it had some grit, like, and it, and also sort of being set in the Pacific Northwest, which you and I know very well. Yeah. Um, was is is I mean, same thing with Dead Man as well. I think it was actually filmed Brad Grant's Pass, mm-hmm. and it was the whole thing that he actually gets to the to the ocean uh, yeah. eventually. Um, and and you know previously we didn't have films with native Americans set in the Pacific Northwest. Right. Not, they're not always on the plane. Really. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what was that um, movie with Warren Beatty is actually set in Tacoma. Mc, uh, McCabe and Mrs. Miller. That's it. Uh, Altman. I, I, I saw that over lockdown and I, I, I really loved that. Oh, movie. That was, yeah. Uh, again, having that grit <laughs> where where it just you know people are just making up rules <laughs> you yeah. know well, this is the way things are this is the you know i can't remember if they're is it, well th- this probably speaks some volumes I, I i don't remember very many native americans in that and if they were they were sort of scene decoration in yeah. the background yeah that's all um yeah it's an interesting thing you know it's uh we're getting finally getting away from the white takes on this thing and into you know, indigenous people being able to be their own storytellers, which, you know, also a strong tradition in many indigenous or ethnic cultures. Right. So, yeah, it's like, yeah, we've been doing this a long time. We can tell our own stories. Thanks. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I love how the owls are blurred out in reservation dogs as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, 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 yeah. There's a lot more representation, but people are making a lot more noise about it. Like, I, I don't think anyone sort of pushed back in the 70s, like, like it's happens, happening now. It's a it's a funny thing. I, I, I don't think people went, oh, my gosh, well, why didn't you cast a white person in that role? That that never happened. I don't remember ever hearing that <laughs> argument. No. And 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 here we are in the future. And and suddenly that's a big deal <laughs> to to some. To, to a certain well, well i i would say a minority yeah, i say to a certain demographic <laughs> yeah pretty much call out let's say the uh, the other show uh, that's on right now that i don't know if it's getting the same traction but should uh is rutherford falls it's over on peacock here in the states i'm not sure what okay that translate how that translates to y'all but uh but uh the gal from saturday night live that's on reservation dogs now don't know remember her name going to look up real fast um it's a show with uh, uh ed helms and he's like the it's their uh his his family name is what the uh, uh the town is named after and all that is founding you know this relative was the founding member but they uh but the because uh, supposedly it put the uh put to peace the the war between uh the the natives and the pilgrims or the uh you know the colonizers right. And so it was this idea that coming to terms with that, but not, but he's not like hiding out in his identity for it. I mean, he's, he is in his identity for it, but it's not like, uh, it's not like, oh, this guy needs to be broken to show how white people are wrong. He's just, cause he's very woke in the show. Mm. You know, he's very <laughs> concerned with a lot of those things. <laughs> and so his best friend though is, uh, here she is Jane, Jane Schmeeting, Schmeiting. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, she's on reservation dogs, but she's great in this because she runs the cultural center in the town, the native cultural center, because there's a big reservation there. And then yeah. uh, they're best friends, but things come to odds when you know they start finding out the actual history of it, start uncovering more right. and, of it. But the uh, the story then shifts a lot. The focus is much more on her 
and the native story. And there's another character, Michael, uh, Michael gray eyes. Who's been in a couple things. Great actor. Okay. Uh, he was in, uh, blood Meridian, which is great premise. Terrible horror movie though. The ending's awful. Oh, well, is that based off the book or not? Not blood Meridian. Uh, uh, Oh no, that's different. Not blood Meridian. Oh right, I'm calling okay. it wrong. It's the oh, it's the the, the Native Americans survive the zombie apocalypse because it's something in their blood that allows them to. Right. Okay. Uh, okay. Blood quantum. <laughs> that's it. It's the blood quantum it, idea. Oh, did I did I see it and just block it out? You could have because it's sure. that yeah. it's that forget. <laughs> uh, uh, but he's really good in it. Yeah, a couple of the leads are right. really good in it, but the ending they make this turn. It's just dumb. Uh, he also showed up in the latest Firestarter remake. Uh, as the one hunting right. down the, the girl uh, as well. But he, in this, uh, in Rutherford Falls, he's he's fantastic. He's the, uh, he, he wants to, he's he's the pure capitalist sort of thing, but uh, knows he's native, so he's trying to make it work from there. And it's, uh, but it explores a lot of, in a comedic way. And it's from the people that did like, I think, uh, that did like Parks and Rec and stuff like that in The Good Place and shows like oh. that. So it's, it's a lot Parks more aware Rec. of itself and it has just a lot more, yeah. but it's funny. Right. But it incorporates characters that, you know, normally you don't get in there. And uh, actually, there's a couple other people that are on reservation dogs that are on the show as well. Like they're the the laid back uh, uh, casino employees or something like that, you know. Right. Um, there's an episode of Parks and Rec, actually. There's a couple where the Native Americans are in there mm-hmm. and the expectation is, is, is for the trope and they're just so normal yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> you know so modern uh that that it catches people until, until they have to you know do the thing of like uh saying oh yes we will have to consult the great spirit and get back right to you. right yeah. <laughs> they, they they can use it in their favor um actually there, an, another uh sort of big movie uh that i that i i just remembered um is last of the mohicans mm-hmm. um you know michael mann's <laughs> film with uh, it's yeah it's it, it falls into that apart from the troubling <laughs> yeah, the last of the mohicans yeah. it's all about natty bumpo and it's like okay he's not it, he's not right. really the mohican is he like, it's <laughs> like yeah, west studi's the guy from, right from he's the, the one you remember yeah. from the movie uh, but anyway sorry please continue <laughs> no no that, that that's totally it <laughs> but uh, yeah i i thought that was as a movie a solid movie um uh, sort of overlooking some of the issues that came from the source material itself. Mm-hmm. But if, as far as being an adaption of that, I think ing, 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 it was its own thing and it, it did it really well. Um, and then again, it was in a different setting, you know, Northeast of America. It wasn't yeah. in the Midwest mm-hmm. again. It was kind of something a little different. I wonder, um, there haven't been a lot of Native American uh, stories told in canada um which is a weird at least thing. not that uh, i've I, seen i bet they're you know with it right. being uh you know the that same uh you know british australia new zealand you know all the mm. all the colonies having their uh <laughs> governmental programs you know to get the get their stuff produced right uh while showing you know featuring native content right to get the product government production dollars so i'm sure there are a bunch out there it would be something yeah, worth it's, exploring it's, it's a, it seems like a blind spot yeah yeah, have yeah to totally. some, but some legwork on that you say you know then in terms of just canada stuff in general right that's a whole that library just seems not walled off but it's just like nobody's really pushing it right you know, apart from something like letter kenny or something you know well i remember that's how we used to get uh monty python where, when we're, where we were growing up is, uh, you know, we'd get the uh, 
CBC, CBBC, or coming over the border, mm-hmm. and we 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 could we could watch British shows. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only way we got them. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, 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 and kids in the hall as well. The other uh, the other one I, I thought was good, and, but they just obviously did not, you know, didn't do nearly enough with it. Was uh, the new Westworld uh, right show and the whole. That whole native thing in Zach uh, McLarnan, uh, who's or Zahn McLarnan, sorry, who's uh, fantastic in pretty much everything. He showed up in Fargo, the second or third season of Fargo, as uh, you know, the psychopath, basically. <laughs> uh, right, right. Um, but <laughs> I was just like watching that bit in in Westworld where they dealt, you know, they just took on that story and let them run with it. And it was kind of independent of everything else, <laughs> kind of sit there on its own. It's like, hey, guys, you might, you know. Let's do a Game of Thrones, but all with, you know, native tribes in the North American continent. Right. Like that could work. Uh, You know, just incorporate the magic, you know, mysticism and all that. And you're good to go. Uh, You know, it seems to like kind of write itself. You know, it's like, okay, you did really great for that. No, it's done. Okay. Now we're just off to (laughs) sexy robots and whatever. Um, Right. Right. (laughs) It just seems like a really missed opportunity. In um, Fargo, I thought was was great because um as as a character oh yeah he 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 wasn't playing a native american role but he was playing a native american that was just a person which was 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 quite good i thought um uh and and to be fair one of the things that that I think most people enjoy about the Fargo series are these sort of larger than life villains. Like the villains are just all super interesting. Oh yeah. You know, from, from David Thewlis to Billy Bob Thornton. Um, it's it, they're the ones that, that, that were almost leads in it. And um, yeah, no, I, I, I thought that performance was really good all, all the way up to the, the, you know, the finale of the series. It was yeah, it was a good performance and it wasn't, wasn't, you know, they did, they, they avoided all the tropes, all of that. Um, and, and really you could have cast someone else as that part and it wouldn't have made a difference. But the fact that, that he was cast, you know, is, is a positive thing. Yeah. So. Well, it's like, I like the thing with like Asian actors previously is that it, if there wasn't an Asian role, you wouldn't get the role, you know, but now it's, it's becoming more colorblind as much as it upsets some people, but mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Saying like it's it's since it you know if you say well it doesn't matter it's like okay if it doesn't matter then don't hire white does many white people because <laughs> representation matters right oh. well well they didn't get pissed off and like, like British actors were taking all the jobs <laughs> right um, because as as if you're strictly sort of thinking about it because they're going oh you know you got these these, these actors over here and you if you're thinking from like an American perspective well a lot of the acting jobs get taken by people who've been in the who are British and have been in the British theater. It's just, there's a whole pipeline there and, you know, there's the Oscars, you know, they're chasing Oscars (laughs) and, and uh, there, there's this, this conception that the British actors, you know, and and there have been some great ones, but across the board have been, are going to win you Oscars. Um, (laughs) Actually speaking of, of native American representation, there is some bad native American representation. Um, and I've I've not seen these movies, but I have seen the clips from them, the Twilight series, and it's absolutely horrendous. It ch- checks every box of every trope. You know, the Native Americans are werewolves. Um, of course, <laughs> they, they they don't speak much. 
they're you know it, it, it just looks awful <laughs> I, I i could never bring myself to watch those movies no not even um, from a uh, uh uh you know educational philanthropic <laughs> No, like, no, no, no. Uh, I, I don't even think Dave Filoni could make a spinoff series no. to patch that <laughs> piece of shit up. Uh, actually, the um, only way the, the only way to watch it is the the riff tracks version. I will I will give it that. I've watched the not the not the full version, but they did like a fifteen minute of the first Twilight movie. Uh, in the it's available right. on the riff track site. You can watch the whole like, you know, hour and a half, but uh, the one that's just like fifteen minutes is just amazingly. Yeah, that's like yeah, that's the way to watch it. Yeah, right. Okay, okay. I don't know. I'll, if you I'll, need I'll to consume it, it might be the way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <sighs> well, yeah, that was, uh, and also, you know, well, Twilight movies were shot in the Pacific Northwest as well, Mike. You know, I know, I know that that does pain me. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, in, in, we, we continually have to sort of fall back on like Twin Peaks. Um, by the way, did you watch the, the new series? No, I haven't. I've been having it sitting there for so uh-huh. long and like been saving it. It's that thing, you know, you, you get that nice bottle of something and you save it for the right time. And right. Then you're more interested right. in saving no, I, it. I do that as well. Yeah. So and then you end up being ashamed because yeah, you left exactly. that So I've got so it long. sitting there. I keep trying to start it. I'm like, ah. But now that I'm, you know, drawing the dole, I should just like take the time to. Yeah, yeah. for work. Yeah, totally. it, do that. It is something to be savored. Every episode is like a movie. In fact, I think um, the BFI Sight and Sound magazine in that year named it the best film of the year. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, in in because I watched it with my son, and he was was it sixteen or seventeen at the time, and I think it's the first time he I'd introduced him to a really kind of high concept thinky slow burn of a movie like that mm-hmm. and i wasn't sure how he's gonna take it because he enjoyed the first series but he loved it i mean absolutely loved it and you know we were talking about it afterwards yeah you've got hawk mm-hmm. as as you and and it, he, he he does hit a lot of tropes in the original series but he's got a lot more room to breathe um and in, in the new one but it's 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 a great series it's great i, th- I think it's one of um my favorites from david lynch it's it's it it's it's got moments of terror while also being quite i mean there what gets me about the series is there are so many threads that you want to know how does it continue it sets you up with some really freaky stuff and you want to know and what next and you never find out so just be you know there there are a lot of threads like this but it it, it does draw this amazing picture across the series and there there's some great moments you're gonna have to savor that one oh yes and uh i was looking before this uh call there's there's some movies like they're hard to find you know um there's a gary farmer movie called powwow highway uh back when he was younger that was made in 1989 that is meant to be like one of the best native american movies that that have, that's ever been released um but i can't find it anywhere <laughs> it's 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 really difficult to locate and i mean at the very least i'm going to recognize that name if it ever comes up in you know whatever service i'm on mm-hmm. but yeah i I recommend you pick up smoke signals. That should be pretty easy to find. I think um, it is, yeah. Because I remember, I remember seeing that come up before. Like that's so why, that's why I'm familiar. Like I said, when I'm familiar with it, I'm like, oh yeah, I've seen that. It's it's like reservation dogs mashed up 
with Little Miss Sunshine. It's got that texture to it, okay. um, which is, it sounds weird, but it works. And then there's another one that I'd actually seen, um, and it's it's very Fargo-like, and it's called On the Ice. It's been a few years since I've seen it. It's It's kind of set, I believe, near Fargo, and there are there's this Native American reservation and there's all this smuggling that's going on across the Great Lakes when they freeze over. And uh, yeah, don't want to tell you anymore, but it, it's it's super interesting movie. Um, I'll tell you one that I have not seen that came up in the list. I was kind of surprised it came up in the list was uh, uh, Terrence Malick's The New World. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think I bothered with that one either. I watched 1492 and then was just done with it. Uh. right right um yeah so i i i didn't see that one and that 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 got listed in some of the places but i didn't even realize that it was a john smith pocahontas thing Mm -hmm. and they got a very glamorous pocahontas for it and i think it it didn't look like it had enough grit you know (laughs) needs more grit it needs more grit you know I, i i think the bar was set pretty high with you know movies like the revenant and it's kind of funny going back i don't can't remember when that the the new world came out i think early 2000s or something mm-hmm. but uh yeah yeah I, I i just didn't didn't really have time for that so not seeing that um all right just a side note looks like powwow highway is available in the criterion collection it's on their channel right now oh is it okay Okay. So there is an option okay. there. So if we want to do a, we should, what we should do and this, you know, as part of what I've been thinking of like, okay, what do we do next with, in terms of our discussion here? You know, it's like looking at, looking ahead. It's like, maybe we have a part two of this down the road after a few others. It's like, okay, we, we, we mentioned a couple of these others. Let's come back and see those and see how our, see if it changes anything yeah. about, uh, in terms of representation and timelines. Cause you know, we, we haven't even gone into the Billy Jack movies, uh, on oh us, my you know, God. The in, oh, well, yeah. Red exploitation. Yeah. I think they called it, uh, something awful, uh, <laughs> like that. Or, uh, and, and that links back to the original predator, doesn't it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, there's some other, Oh God. I'm, just, I'm trying to think if they have, yeah. What, what this, you know, this is, this is, you know, part of why we're having the discussion, the right. It's like, you got to think, to be like, okay, find me good representation. It's like, okay, what about this one? No. What about no? It's like, yeah, you know, whereas a lot of others, you don't have to think. Yeah, you know, it's right there. At no point. I mean, I, I, in a lot of these things, you need to sort of step out of it and start to, to start thinking about it until someone shouts at you about it. Then, then you do think about it. But I, I wouldn't think about a lot of this stuff otherwise. When you watched Get Out. Did you go in there and think, ink, ink, this is a movie for black people, or this is the, there's a lot of black people in this movie? I, I didn't think about that at all, you know. And 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 it's probably not a great example, but we kind of grew up with like, like, like the Cosbys being like the American family, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Obviously, things have been tainted since that time, but still, you know, at that time, that was a big deal. Oh, and, yeah. and this is what I mean. In in in, in nowadays, if that happened. You know, okay, we're going to have this series. It's, it's an entirely black family. It just people get pissed off again. Um, but but uh, there there was none none of that in the eighties. You know, in the early, when 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 the Cosby Show came out. Well, I, you know, I, I think the with the proliferation, you know, I'm going to blame the proliferation of social media, right? Uh, that we can hear a lot more of it now. There probably was that right. same thing. You know, I know uh, they, they they just yeah they they just couldn't they didn't have a voice they didn't have a broadcast everyone. voice yeah 
or channels uh, channels devoted to them. Yeah, at least for that. Yeah. Uh, not okay. We got our f- five minute warning. Five minute warning. Here, yeah. Friend. Not that the racism still yeah. wasn't there. It was just uh, <laughs> nicely in the shadows, so we thought it was done. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't legitimized. That's, right. That's the thing. It, it, it was something to be ashamed of and and to hide, um, which, you know, is pluses and minuses. I suppose that's the problem now is that you pull in some of these sort of people who are on the fence or quite young and naive. They've never left their town. Um, or the, I, yeah. Or the thing gets played up. It's like, Oh, well all these, you know, all these criticisms of this or this It's like, no, that's a, like you alluded to it earlier. as we were talking like, no, it's a very small percentage and a very specific right. demographic. You're just giving you more voice because it's more click throughs. It's more, you know, Never look at the comments. More site traffic. Look, look oh yeah, the... moth to flame, man. I hate that. Yeah, look, look, look at the thumbs up. You got like, like twenty thousand yeah. people who, who say agree with something, and then you might I get a love, and then the third place you get a laugh at something that you shouldn't be laughing at. <laughs> but but their numbers are small, and but they make up a majority of the people in the comments. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, it, it's like I don't even go in the comments. Yeah. Just 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 you know. <laughs> oh, that's yeah like it's how we say moth to flame why do i do this uh, <laughs> but uh but that idea yeah. right it's just uh so like those things are you know saying it's like oh it's this counter counter argument to it it's like no it's not a counter argument it's just racist fuckheads being racist fuckheads um we can just no, hear them is. more now so the stuff against you know things like prey or you know things like you know what we're talking about here you know, with indigenous stories getting their due finally you know it's like well the republicans are entirely different to what they used to be exactly. you know before it used to be like you know it, they used to have that sort of hank hill attitude mm-hmm. it's like you know what they doing none of my business kind of thing <laughs> nowadays they're just trying to get involved in everyone's business by you know the vocal ones you know yeah without uh, without having anything of substance yeah it's right, 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 right. Uh, it's 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 just so so weird. <laughs> but the uh, but on the other side too, though, you know, the the popular like the the praise uh, numbers are just crushing yeah. online premieres and things like like it's just like out of this world. Well, let's say out of this world. Uh, um, but you know, it's just making the point. It's like, look, that you know, not only does it not matter, but maybe it does matter. Maybe people are hungry for. Uh, you know, yeah. not, not just, and it's, you know, you strip away the setting. It's still a great action movie. It's still a really well done great action sci-fi movie. action yeah. movie. Um, but, but, but it had, it had characters that you connected with. Yeah. And I think that that was an important thing. And actually on Prey, the ideas that started coming out, were going like, okay, set it in feudal Japan now. Like, like, like that's all you need to do. Yeah. It's like, like, well, it's a great setting. That makes sense. But God, I hope someone just doesn't run in and go like, "We got to make this right now" because people are barking for it. They they need to come up with a good story or, for that to work. And and for me, yeah, the the point being right. Also, uh, uh, in addition to that, is yeah, have the good story, but also the you know the the canvas against which you're painting that. You know, maybe it has something to do with uh, Native American folks and uh, you know playing up you know their actual history or strengths. You know, you know how how life was lived here. I think people are also yeah. very interested in that. So maybe instead, yeah, instead of just running it off and plopping in another thing, it's like let's make more stories about set in this, set in this area. You know, Pride and Prejudice, but it's set in, uh, you know, in a tribe. <laughs> well, <it was> and, zombies, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's set in a tribe, and you know, and uh, hmm. or tribes in uh, 
the south, you know, southwest part of the country. Here, there's an example. Cool. You know, something like we, that. We instead, just crossed right? one hour. I'm going to stop the recording on our our first podcast. But if you hang on, I think Inc. Uh, chat through some ideas for next. Yeah, week. yeah, sounds good. Great stuff. Oh yes, of course it is. Good night, anyone who listens to this. <laughs>